I'm more concerned with the value of my company than the price of my product. A lot of people think that the value from their business is in their price. No, the value in your business is in your total sales. I said, look at the big number. What's the big number? You got somebody out there selling their product for a thousand, whatever they're selling it for. And I sell my product for 50 bucks and I made $7,000 on the 4th of July. One day, affordable product. Turn this up. Sweet Talk, episode 94. Episode nobody. <laughs> Are we on the air, Sweet sugar? Talk, what it sounds like to be the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Yes. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Megana himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. Yeah, if it did exist. This is episode CP3. Shout out to CP3, man. They just went up 2-0 in the series. And although I think sports are stupid, I think it's cool that CP3 is getting the chance to get a chip because CP3 is a Clipper, and I'm a Clipper fan. So if CP3 gets a ring, then the Clippers get a ring. So shout out to CP3. He's definitely a solid brother. He's a great player, and I'm happy for his success. Yeah, it could happen. It could definitely happen. Could. Do you see what they're doing out there? I won't be paying attention, honestly. Yeah, it's kind of a foregone conclusion at this point it's looking like maybe the bucks will get one win at home but they better be careful because they might get swept mm. anyway you know sports don't pay the bills what does pay the bills the sponsors so shout out to the sponsors shout out to the tide capital mastermind aka entrepreneurs anonymous for doing great things man i was just thinking about how many courses have been dropped how many passive investments have been purchased how many ebooks have been released how many real products have been dropped so many great things are happening uh, Podcasts have been launched. So many great things are happening from being a part of the mastermind. So please do not take it for granted. The investment that it takes to participate pales in comparison into what you're going to get out of it. For example, Brandy launched her course, got five pre-sales in a day. And actually she got six because I bought one after she said she had five. And she probably got more after that. And so... We're going to push you. We're going to hold you accountable. We're going to um, help you and coach you and get you to where you want to be. And it's like 20 bucks a month. Come on, man. 20 bucks a month. Join the mastermind, people. We got weekly calls. We, we moved it up to from two calls a week to four calls a week. Now. Four calls a week? Yeah, four calls a week. We have at least one speaker, one expert speaker every week. We're doing book readings every week, every day, pretty much. Uh Checking in on weekly targets, checking in on wins, reporting wins, um, giving each other advice, giving each other encouragement, holding each other accountable for a very affordable price. Check out the link in the show notes. People, you got to get in here, man. You will not find this anywhere else, especially not this price point. All we do is win. All we do is win, win, win. No matter what. 10x it. So, what is on the agenda today? More wins. More wins. Where are we going to start? Welcome to Tweet Talk, folks, where we discuss black wealth, building black wealth, and we dissect tweets about black wealth. I'm your host, Raphael. You can follow me on Twitter at Work Money Life. You can follow my co-host, Charles, on Twitter at Real Todd Billion. Give us a follow, folks. Follow us on Twitter at Tweet Talk Pod. P-O-D. Tweet Talk Pod. We're going live right now. On YouTube. Lit. I love it, man. I love it. 
I love it. I dropped the link in uh Twitter. That's dope, man. I don't even I'm not even watching the thing right now, but it's up there. I know it's going. So it'll just connect right to the to the YouTube channel? Yeah, I, I said it so now it's it automatically uh streams right to uh YouTube. You can also do the Facebook too. I'm not streaming to Facebook right now. I look very ugly right now, man. Y'all excuse my appearance, YouTube. I'm sorry. <laughs> ugly me. Pre haircut. Yeah, we got the haircut. You know, it's coming. Yep, yep, yep. But let's get into these tweets. Charles, you said, you know what? I think we should just jump into the the meat right here. You said the government has never solved black folks' problems. <laughs> let's just get Man, right to the. I was watching a Doctor Voice Watkins video, and I sometimes watch his stuff. Sometimes I don't because I prefer the videos where he's talking to the camera, not the videos where um. He lets a thousand voice. people. Oh, okay. No, so he does these things where it's just his voice, and it's the weirdest thing. I'm like, why is there no picture of you it's just your voice and i don't like watching those so sometimes even if it's a, a good topic i don't watch it but he did a topic recently about something about like white wealth and why um i don't know it was something on white wealth anyway he was talking about how you have a system that's set up for you to fail and he gave like a mathematical equation and he said like if you make all these variables one way but then you leave one open people only have one choice right and so that choice ends up being like some f shit and so like if you say we're not going to hire you. If you say like, we're not going to give you jobs, we're not going to give you loans for your business. We uh, aren't going to do all these things for you. Then what's the default? If you can't get a job that pays you well, you can't start a business, you result to illegal activity. And then a result of illegal activity is boom, now you go to jail. And so he was just talking about how like expecting white folks to change the system that they benefit from is futile. And a lot of people do that when they are liberals because they get sold this idea like the one day the government's going to save you. One day the government's going to do right by you. Hmm. And unfortunately, like we've had wealthy people across the board. The thing is, is you have to develop in your mind that you're going to do what you got to do to win in America. Like, period. Whatever that looks like. If it looks like getting an education, get an education. If it looks like starting a business, start a business. If it looks like whatever that is, then do those things. But waiting on the government to save you is not going to do it. I'm so inspired when I see people who started their own business and they tweet something like, I made a half million dollars last year. Like those things are so cool to me. I love when I see entrepreneurs living well because they control that it wasn't just something somebody gave to you it's not like a favor it's not like oh you are the token chosen why is that important because everybody can recreate that we need to do things that are applicable to everybody not a chosen few like dame dash says if only one of us wins none of us wins but through entrepreneurship and business we have the ability to build something where all of us win i through entrepreneurship have built a community where all of us win and we don't take from anybody we only add to each other and so when you play in that space that place of privatization, you all win. There's a reason why the wealthiest communities have private schools, they have private homeowners associations, they have private everything, private golf courses. They self-fund. They're like, I don't want that public stuff. I don't <laughs> want the government stuff. Keep the government out of my stuff. They're like, I'd rather fund it myself. And the thing is, it does not take that much money. It takes a small percentage from everybody to control your community. If you want to have your own police force, it takes a small percentage from everybody to have your own police force. Are you willing to make that investment? Most people aren't. Most people only want to deal on things where it's like, oh, well, they give me back. Most people think that taxes are a win because for tax for, for them, taxes are a win. But like, if you live life that way, you're missing out on so many other dope things. And so I just, I want people to get away from expecting the government to solve their problems. We've seen so many people that are just thriving. All the stuff that you see people dancing on top of was four years in the making. People are just crushing it right now. 
Man, and the thing is, for most of us, again, a tax refund, that's your own money they're giving you back. Like, it's not some great thing. You're not getting free money. I mean, some of us are, but that's not but free money. If, that's your money that they give you getting, back. Even if you're getting free money, you're getting it because you live the whole year broke. Mm. The earned income tax credit is one of the only refundable tax credits, and that person probably made 20000 for the year, 30000 for the year. There's like an income limitation probably, if you even get a refundable credit. Probably less than that. Like, right. There's no... There's no way to live, man. So it's like if somebody goes out there and they work and they get eighty thousand, or they build a business and they get eighty thousand a month, and you're over here happy because you got a free five thousand, a free eight thousand. Is that really a win? Is eight thousand dollars a win when there's people out there making eighty thousand a month? No, it's not. But they don't know any better. They think it's a win because it's free, and so it seems like it's an unlimited ROI. Like, oh, I just got all this money for doing nothing. But you could have got way more money for doing something. Mm, yeah, it's crazy. But you had another tweet where you said folks don't want to live; they just want to survive. Man. Oh. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but can't play small, people. Can't play small. Come join us in the mastermind and blow, blow your business up. I think it came from like like seeing people who like want the most out of life, but they ain't doing the most. I'm like, how do you have all these expectations for what you want and you watching Netflix? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It makes no sense. I don't get it. I guess you can want whatever you want. Hmm. Well... It's easier to watch Netflix than to get out there and make sales every day. I guess that's you, you would think so, mm. but I don't necessarily I don't necessarily think that that's true. I was looking at how much I've made this month, and we're on day nine of this month, and I was like, "This is so crazy!" Because I made as much money in eight days as I would make in a year working a job. But I got a team now. I don't do it all anymore. And so I wake up, I start shooting off ideas like, hey, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I need her to do this, her to do this, her to do this. And it all comes together and I make more money because I've been able to leverage myself. I think that's the coolest thing because on the job, I didn't have that luxury, man. I never had a job that wanted to, wanted to allow me to get an assistant and get all these people who could help my job do better. They were just like, no, Negro, we hired you to do this job. And I was thinking like, man, even when I was working in the law firm, like, if I had somebody to do this, 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 I'll be solid. But the thing is, is they see you as a cog as, instead of like an actual, how do you say, it's just different. And so I think that's the empowering piece is the fact that now I can bring in people to help me do my job better. But on the job, I couldn't do that. I didn't have that luxury. And speaking of bringing in people to help, we got Donald The Voice. OG Triple OG. <laughs> joining us right now. If you don't know, People Donald The Voice is our podcast editor, producer. Brought him in today to be the producer behind the scenes. Now he brought himself on as a guest. And you've heard him on everywhere, really pretty much heard him everywhere you've heard him on the, the eric thomas success podcast forget the name of it you've heard him on uh, social proof podcast you've heard him everywhere welcome donald tell the people who you are and what you do man yo sweet talk <laughs> what's good y'all it's your man donald the voice uh man it's dope man it's dope to, dope to see you two in, in person we talk a lot over text messages throughout the week and you know saying making sure people got their stuff but um yeah man uh donald the voice uh, voice over artist, podcast producer, video editor, uh, husband of one, daddy of one, uh, solopreneur, you know what I'm saying? And uh, figuring this thing out. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, you know what, something, uh, Donna, how did you get into, number one, voiceover work? I mean, it kind of seems obvious when you got that velvety voice, but number one, how did you get into voiceover work? And number two, how did you get into podcast editing? Man, that's a great question. So um, voiceover started with, uh, I, have, I have a background in education, right? So it really started out, man, like messing around the classroom with kids and um, just being silly, man. And um, I remember I was doing some nonprofit work here in Orlando. One of my coworkers was like, bro, you should do that thing. I'm like, what thing? He's like, that thing, you do with your voice. 
voice. Like, can you just like do that thing? And I'm like, okay, what do you mean? What should I do with it? And he's like, man, like people will pay you for that. So long story short, I uh, ended up putting together a really horrible demo that like, if you heard it, you'd be like, bro, this is trash. But back then it worked, you know, almost 10 years ago, actually like 11 years ago. And, uh, I learned how to just promote me recording stuff. So I went on a site years ago called Fiverr.com. Shout out to Fiverr. Help, has helped a lot of entrepreneurs get started. Um, and i never forget, it was a party promoter in New Orleans. I was like, hey, Donald, can you record this script for me? And uh, it was like 10 bucks. And like it took me literally like maybe 20 seconds to record it, clean up the audio, send it back over. And I was like, wow, this is dope. And they had a system and still do have a system at, like in place, Fiverr does, where they put you in front of millions of people. So... Fast forward, you know what I'm saying, like eight years later, I was able to make uh, a dope part-time income. So I taught them today. I would leave school, come home, record, and build up, up a pretty dope clientele of voiceover work all across the country. That then fast forward into um, wanting to do more like bigger, you know what I'm saying, like more, more notable deals. And so I landed a deal with Alaska Airlines uh, in 2018, recorded some of their regional voiceovers and stuff like that. Um, and then that turned into 20, yeah, 2018. At the tail end of 2018, um, I left full-time like teaching and jumped full-time into voiceover. Uh, what's crazy about that story is that I was actually, man, I, I was scared. I was scared as I'll get out, you know what I'm saying? Thankfully, I wasn't as mm. active on Twitter back then because I would have been like like Charles, like, yo, I'm leaving this job. F this job. <laughs> but, uh, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't bring myself to do it back then. So I resigned one year. Cause I, you know, I, I, I thought I was ready. Got scared, man. Went back to the job, taught for a whole nother year. Hated the last year, man. Cause I'm like, this, this ain't it. This ain't it. Like, bro, you're like, you, you built a nice part-time income. Like just jump, just do it. So, um, finally, man, pulled the trigger in, uh, in the school year of 2018. What's, what's, what's my last school year teaching? Um, and podcast producer, man. Like I was actually in David Shands' morning meetup. Hey, hold on a second, Don. Hold on a second. Don, Don, hold on. Are you? Is it recording you? I don't see it, man. It should be. Yeah, I see it. I see a little red dot. Yeah, he has it. two up there I for some reason. The, on the producer side. It got recorded by me, you, and Charles. Oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah, we good. Uh, hold on, hold on, man. Hold on. I think it's interesting that, because um, I did this too, I left the job once before I really like made the job. Right. And then I went back. And I think that's when I really was miserable. Hmm. Um, and it's interesting to hear you say the same thing. Um, I, my question for you is like, once you started going full-time entrepreneur, because at, at first it was a part-time and uh, part-time income. How did things change when you had the complete ownership of your time? Bro, I, th I think for me, and this is what's so crazy about the system, is that like I didn't know what to do with it. It's like, wow, like I finished all of my recording. Now what do I do? So then it's like, okay, I need to find something else to do, not only with my voice, but with my hands. And so entering podcast stuff, video editing. And so it's like, yo, now I can use the skill that I have of just like being the voice. And now I get to pair it with being able to write copy, right? Being mm -hmm. able to edit in a video editor in an audio editor and now I'm like a full blown like production house you know what I'm saying like by myself and so then it's mm -hmm. like okay now that I've learned how to fill up this time and I'm working now how do I systematize it and so that's currently where I am man learning how to systematize this thing because your boy can only edit and record so much yeah, yeah so how did you get into the podcast editing yeah man so uh, back up a little bit my wife and I actually had a podcast back in our daughter was born in 2015 so 2015 2016 podcasting wasn't hot so we had a little podcast together um, called a Black Daddy Podcast and I just kind of like, like wanted to learn like what it was like to record and mix it, you know what I'm saying, and, and put out to the world. So that's kind of how I cut my teeth on learning how to how to podcast, learning how to edit. Fast forward a little bit, and I was doing um, some some of our, of our church's podcast, kind of like learn the skill of how, how to mix and edit, yada yada yada. 
Fast forward to 2018, 2019, um, got connected with, with David Shans and his morning meetup. And um, I remember, never forget, Dave was like, yo, my audio is trash. I need help. And so I booked a flight. I, I booked like mm. same day flight, Frontier Airlines. Boom, I'm Whoa. all down. And I'm like, I did it. I'm like, yo, I'm in the city. I'm like, you said you need help? He's like, yeah, well, pull up then. I went over to the to the complex. And uh, and, and back then, he, he was actually recorded in their, in their little podcast room. Set up his levels. Uh, the same day, he had somebody come in and record. I sat there, listened to the mix, showed him what, what, what he needed to do. Boom. Let me get that audio day. Came back home. Um, the ne next morning, came back home. Uh, recorded the... Actually, I think the intro we have on that right now isn't the original, but re recorded the intro for him, mixed up the audio, sent it back over to him, and he was like, bro, let's build. And that's whenever Dave wasn't as consistent, you know what I'm saying? And so year after year, you know what I'm saying? Here we, here we are two years later, and we, and now we see what the Real Social Proof podcast now, you know what I'm you saying? You be done with him for how long? Two years. Wow. I, yeah. thought, you just, I thought you just got on there like a couple months yeah. ago bro nah, man nah me and me and dave been rocking for, for for two years man and it all started out on the morning meetup when it was like yeah. maybe a hundred people on there then but now it was like 400 or something that's crazy yeah. So, um, and what's crazy about that is this, check this out. So I'll never forget, we were on a morning meetup call and um, this was right before Corona hit. Yeah, this was right before Corona hit, maybe like January, somewhere around there. And um, I was about to go pick up an another part-time gig because I'm like, yo, um, the cash flow is cool, but this, like, in terms of, like, building, like, and in particular, like, being able to invest, I'm like, we, like, we barely, you know what I'm saying, like, doing it, right? And um, and so I was like, I really need to focus and double down on my skill set, my skill set. So your boy was out here doing, um, not not Uber Eats, but I was doing, uh, what's, the, what's the grocery joint? DoorDash? Uh, not DoorDash. In, in, um, Instacart. Instacart, yeah. <laughs> your boy did Instacart for about, for about two weeks, and wife was like, what are you doing? She was like, this is not you. Like, you need to, like, she was like, I believe in you more than, than you believe in you. Like, you mm. you really need to, like, go all in on your skill set. So, um, uh, I think around that time, I think Andre Hatchett was also one of my clients, like, doing doing video editing. And uh, Andre didn't know what I was, I was doing with, uh, with, the, with the grocery delivery. And um and he was like, yo, bro, like if you don't eat, then it's like, I mean, how does how does that reflect reflect on me? You know, and so let let's get it. And so he started, you know, pubbing me up and sharing my stuff. Um, and then I think at that time, around that time, Charles and I connected. I saw I saw yeah, Charles. I found you, I found you through Andre. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. So hmm. um, so then Charles and I connected and um and you know, the rest is history, man. Was just kind of like, yo, like I had to learn how to lead with, with value, double down on my skill set, and and really learn how, like, yo, like with one skill set, you are really able to build build off of that if you really look deep, deep enough. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah. Um, if I could just get, I give Don his flowers all the time, but I tell people like he builds a business the way that you're supposed to build a business in multiple ways. Um, I didn't even know about the David Shans taking a flight out there, but like, that's how he does it. Like Donald, the voice, he didn't shoot me a rate list. He sent me his work. He recorded something for myself before I even talked to him about, about his prices. And I was blown away. I was like, this is, this is dope. Like I need this in my podcast. I don't know what my intro was before he came around. And then not only does he do that, he also prices it in a way where you become his biggest fan. And so I felt like I, because he gave me so much value for the price that I owed it to him to get him more clients. And so then I'm making sure that I'm putting him on whatever I'm doing. Like, man, promote your stuff. Like y'all got to connect with Donna the Voice, Donna the Voice, Donna the Voice, Donna the Voice, because he adds so much value. And these days we're in an era where people are trying to get all their value from that one customer that they can't even get to that other customer's following 
following, especially considering how big a lot of our followings are. And so like, that's what I respect about Don and I want people to learn from. I don't want people just to be like, oh, that's Don. Like, no, like apply these principles to your business. What can you do in your business that will allow you to do what he's doing and then have the success that he's having? Yeah, man. I had no clue, man. You booked a flight and went out there. That's crazy. It was a it was a Frontier Airlines, the, the most uncomfortable flight I ever had in my life. I was like, yo, it's, <laughs> it's, something, it's something on our side. So let's get it. Oh, here you are two years later. But you also do work with uh, Eric Thomas in there. That's crazy. Yeah, man. So that. How did that happen? Man. So once again, man, like just, just being able to build with your people, man. Um, Shout out to Sierra. Uh, I'm not quite sure if she still is, but uh, Sierra is the copywriter for uh, Eric Thomas. I believe she's done some stuff with with David as well, and pretty much like all of your favorite like entrepreneur, like black entrepreneur brands. Sierra is um is behind the scenes working on their on their copywriting. So Sierra and I connected. Wait, this is um I think she's on she's on Twitter. Sierra says or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Sierra yeah. says. Sierra say, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Sierra hits him with a, with a text one day, because uh, again we were all in David's group together, like in, in the morning, just building, learning. You know what I'm saying? Growing together. And she was like, "Yo, um, I got a client who may need your voice." I'm like, "Oh, sure." She sends me over the script, and to this day, the same Organifi script that you hear today on the Secret to Success podcast—that's exact same script. So what I did was, uh, she sent over the script. I'm like, "Bet, cool. Let me uh send it back over. I'll send it back over to you. Like, let me know what they think. You know." And uh, she's like, they loved it. She was like, um, I'm going to have Carl call you. I'm like, Carl. I'm like, Carl, Carl? She's like, yeah, like Carl, like E.T. Carl. <laughs> and so Carl calls me. He's like, yo, the man with the golden voice. I'm like, yo, bro, you had no idea. Like, I'm honored. I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm honored to, to build with you. And uh, to this day, bro, like, I didn't charge Eric Thomas a dime for that. I knew I'm like, yo, like, this is E.T. Like, why would I, like, I mean, back up a little bit. I thought about it, right? And I'm like, yo, like, I'm about to get the most exposure of, of my life. Like, whenever they hear this Organifi commercial on every podcast, for as, as long as they have it placed, I can't I can't pay for that, you know? And um, here we are, man, like, two years later, I mean, or, or there's some change, and um, and it's it's still there. So that, so that connection, once again, man, just came from being in a network of people who just believed in and added value to each other, man. So I just learned a lot from that, was like, at the end of the day, like you said, Charles, like, it's not my goal to be anybody over here at my prices. I want it to be fair. But at the end of the day, I'm like, yo, like these people have networks and access to people that quite frankly, I don't have the time to necessarily get in front of, but you better believe that my gift will. So why not like sow my gift? And of course, like we've seen how that's been yielding me benefits, you know what I'm saying? For, 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 for years now. And then on top of that, it's like, like you said, bro, like the way that I try to do business um, with the samples is, and we laughed about it on Twitter, but if I could call it a method, I would call it the mall method where you have like, the samples like pre pre corona whenever you have mm. the, the Chinese bourbon chicken like yo bourbon chicken rice, bourbon chicken and you taste it and it's like <laughs> that run that seven ninety nine they got you because you've already tasted what you're gonna get you know what I'm saying and so I've I've used that same method as much as, as much as I can with the business was like as a creative it cost me nothing it cost me nothing to turn this microphone on put on some sound effects a sound bed now that's not the final product, but I can at least show you my range of what I could do. And then whenever you hear it, your brand, your company, your words on something, or you see it on something, it's like, like, like Charles said, it's like, I got to get that. How much? And it's like, let's get it then. Let's build. Um, what kind of exposure have you been able to get in working with those larger brands, like the David Shans, Eric Thomas, 
his and her money, Alaska Airlines. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, man, like one, one thing about VO is um, a lot of times, you know, whenever you have a bigger client, you do get that exposure. But I've chosen to take a route where I don't have an agent. Um, most most people who kind of have like bigger placements like me, they go through an agent to get those. And the agent is taking anywhere from 30 to 40%, you know what I'm saying? Like of whatever that mm. particular retainer is or whatever the contract um, obligation is. So what I've seen is with that kind of exposure, um, it really has given me the ability to work with uh, larger brands. But my sweet spot is like these, like these smaller and mid-sized brands, right? Yep. Brands, entrepreneurs, and coaches, right? So right now, as of today, I'm either directly doing edits on or producing in some kind of way 16 different podcasts. 16. 16 different products. You know what I'm wow. saying? And so some of those are monthly retainer. You know what I'm saying? Some of those are based on where their seasons are. But in terms of like a business, I've been able to just in one part of my business like have 16 different podcasts. You know what I'm saying? So I look at it as like, you know, I'm not so much about anymore. Like, yo, who's the biggest brand I can work with? Because I've seen, yo, it's connecting with Charles Oglesby, David Shans, and some other people, Andre Hatchett, who in the largest scale of the world are virtually unknown, but I'm able to be my family. You know I'm saying we able to eat we able to like mm. my wife was able to like to stop working last year right my daughter's able to be homeschooled by my wife and so i look at this as like a legacy play like yo exposure is dope but legacy is even better and so if i can have the legacy just by building with my brothers and having that mutual you know what i'm saying like help and like you help me i help you and we celebrate each other that's a way to I, I, just, I, I want if you don't take anything else from this podcast like that's how you build a business you build a business by also building others so many of us we want we feel like we win by extracting from others instead of adding to others i built my whole brand on adding to others so when donna was talking about how he he's going to give you value in the beginning he's going to give his gift away like he didn't charge eric thomas eric thomas has money but eric thomas also has influence and so like in the beginning you have to give your gift away you have to get your name and your voice and your product in as many hands as possible knowing that the world is huge man like people will think like oh you have i gave this one person a discount and so i'm discounting myself like no that's an investment you just made an investment congratulations we can make investments multiple ways you could be cash out of pocket or you could be talent out of pocket if you give you time out of pocket all these things that you're you're putting into the atmosphere is going to get you a return back stop letting these people make you think that if you don't have money you can't invest you can invest in so many different ways that it's still going to get you the return we're not investing for the sake of we're not throwing money away no he gets the roi on what he puts in so put in something so that you can get something back put something in get something back who is this oh rakim sabri rakim sabri in the in the build man i just want to i just want to shout out all the black african-american brothers that i see just doing dope stuff man like and the crazy part about it is like we don't you don't get this on the job man you don't get the kind of like clout that folks like us have by clocking in and getting promotions and getting raises. Like, no, you get it when you go out there for yourself. You, your your wife gets to stay at home because you went out there and you got it for yourself. And so it's just dope to see people like all of us on here, man. Like you got the circle of CEOs, but you also, you got us too, because it's all possible in us, man. Like what's his name says? Like we are the catch. <laughs> we are the catch, Raphael. Don't let them make you think anything different. Oh man. I think I might be sending up the wrong link. But we could have him in here though. He's a goat too. I guess he probably said, wants his own episode. I just said I just DM a bunch of people with a link. Like I DM'd him. I thought it was to just go to the audience, but yeah, I, got you, I, got I guess that's why you made me the uh, the producer of the, the dog on podcast for now. <laughs> I got you. I'm DMing people. I'm DMing everybody the, the wrong link. Got them joining as guests, but 
Oh well, we gonna deal with it. What we would still- you say was the is the biggest project you've ever worked on, Don? Man, um, you mean like from a a financial standpoint or reach reach wise in terms of like whatever? Man. I don't know. Big is such a broad term, so you can define yeah. it how you want to define so, it. I'll go with um, I'll go with the the most lucrative audiobook that I've done, and I can't talk about it because it's not it's not it's not released yet, but. I'll say um, mm-hmm. a a audiobook deal that, that that I did last year, um, you know. Now back a little bit. So like, as a as a teacher, man, where it's a it's one of the most overworked professions like in in the world for like not a whole lot of pay. You really gotta love it. And so, to be able to make on one project what I made in a month and a half teaching, you know what I'm saying, was like huge. And then at that. I get a chance to do what I'm doing right now. There he is. I get a chance to do right now where it's like I'm able to record. My daughter can run in and out. You know what I'm saying? Like my wife can can be doing what she's doing. Like that's that's dope, right? So so for me, I would say like putting in, let's say like a total of man maybe 45 hours in between like the actual recording and the and the, and the edits on that particular project. Um, 40 hours. And to be able to make in what, what I used to make in a month and a half on one project, that's dope, right? So financially, I would say reach wise, man, that's still in progress. But obviously, I would have to say like the ET, the ET joint is um is it's, it's definitely up there in terms of like the most people that my voice has probably been heard by. Maybe maybe second to the Alaska Airlines commercial with um Russell Wilson on there. Um, so yeah, man, that's how that's how I answer that question. Um, y'all. What's up? That's cool, man. And for the audience, we got another another guest in here, Rakim Sabri. Let me know if I say your name wrong. You said it right. <laughs> <laughs> Author of Financially Irresponsible. Got my copy right here. You got I hope your you... autograph copy. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Folks, if you DM this brother on Twitter or wherever and cash app him, I ain't going to say the, how much because he, he might raise the price by the time y'all listen to this. But it ain't that much, though. DM this brother, I'm like, yo, you do sign... He was doing... He was doing something. And I was like, yo, you do sign copies? He's like, yeah, just cash out me the money and I'll ship it right to you. I'm like, bet. Did it. I even did an uh, unboxing video for the book. I got to release that today. Nice. So, <laughs> it's like, I was like, to me, it don't even make sense to do an unboxing video for a book, but I'm like, this is my people. You're going you gonna to make it make sense. You know, so tell the people who you are, okay? Yeah, um, I'm free. Let's start off with that. I'm, <laughs> I'm a full-time entrepreneur now, uh, coming off of a 10-year banking career. Uh, I'm an author, public speaker. Uh, what else? Financial coach and consultant. I write for various publications. Just recently, um, added a new publication to my repertoire. You're frozen, um, man. Oh, no. no, he's good. He's good. Oh. I guess I'm frozen. No, you're not. You're good. We all good. Uh, yeah, so I'm writing now for CEO World Magazine, which is a huge publication for uh, CEOs, CFOs, basically everybody in the C- C-suite, um, high income earners uh, and leaders in um, in businesses and organizations. So I get a direct link into uh, into that world with content. And all of my content is, is uh, centered around financial <laughs> empowerment, financial literacy, and um I- we gonna have to get rid of some people. I I messed up. I am. Um, I'm gonna. Can you mute yourself, John? Just before two thirty, but I can't this hear is a drive-by for me. <laughs> this is turned into a monster episode. 
This is dope. So keep going, Rakim. So let him know, Rakim Sabri, you just you recently uh quit the nine to five job. I did. And you said to go full time entrepreneur. But you also almost went back. They almost pulled you back in, man. Uh yeah. Um, so somebody had shared my resume with a company. It was actually I don't know if there's a difference, but it was a startup. So they say that startup culture is a little bit different than corporate. But um they reached out to me, they interviewed me. I was very upfront with them about what my expectations were and what's a priority for me in terms of building my brand and, and maintaining my individuality. I think, um, you know, they respected that, but it wasn't a fit for them because they wanted somebody whose career goals aligned with the organizations, which makes sense. Uh, that was the first time that I ever interviewed for a job where I was just like, I'm doing me. And if you guys want me, just come with it. Uh, so it didn't feel like an audition for me. It just kind of felt like here I am. If my skill sets are valuable to you, then cool, let's work. And if not, then, you know, good luck. So I had shared on YouTube, <clears throat> this was the first time that I got denied a job that I was like relieved. Um, and it was just kind of tempting, right? Like they're throwing a six figure salary range at you and you know, you're in a situation. I mean, this is the first time that I've ever experienced a long term overdraft in my account. Um, I've since resolved the overdraft, but it's like, damn, I've never had that situation occur before. And so you get you get fearful, you get nervous. Um, this is a new space for me figuring it out day by day. So um, if they would have said yes, then I would probably have said yes as well. <laughs> happens, man. Y'all mute, uh, Charles. We can't hear you. you. Still can't hear him. You got yourself muted. Try, try now. Still can't hear you. Man. There you go. There you go. You know, what, you know what's crazy? <laughs> is I probably recorded this whole episode with my mic like that, and it was just defaulting to the uh, the computer mic. But what I was going to say is that we were just talking about how Donna the Voice did something similar. Like, he left, he went back. Um, and that year, or however long that he was back, he was like, bro, like, this is not it. And I did something similar. Like, I left my job maybe about two years ago and then my wife was like oh you quit your job and I'm pregnant she she told me that she was pregnant after I told her I quit my job <laughs> <laughs> and so then I went back to work and I was working and it was cool but I knew that it wasn't me man and so like when I heard that and I think I told you this either on a podcast or a live I was like like it, it's not a bad thing to go back but you'll eventually be where you need to be and that will happen and that will come yeah man so we were talking about how he got start how Donald the voice got started and how he just jumped on a plane and went to do some work for some people. So let's go to the next tweet. I, I think, Donald, you came in at the perfect time because the next tweet I was going to bring up was do good work, folks. There is always money to be made. You're definitely the personification of that. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> hey man, look, I, I kind of like what Rakim just said, man. Like whenever you in the beginning say this, uh, figuring this thing out, um, there are days where it's like, yo, I got to get every dollar I can, right? But there have been times where like if a certain project does not work out for me or if I'm late on stuff, I've refunded money. You know what I'm saying? I've I've done some discounts just because it's like at the end of the day, you know, similar to what, what, whether it be Tweet Talk or Tide Capital, you know what I'm saying? Or, or what Rakim has going on. It's like whenever you have a certain brand image that's out there, man, like you want people to be able to, to rock with that, you know? And honestly, you know, the, the internet is the internet, you know what I'm saying? They could, they could drag anybody on whatever given day, right? If they, if they choose to. But anything that's within my power to have my reputation, like perceive me, like that's it, you know what I'm saying? That's it, that's it. So absolutely, bro. I have a question for you, Don. It kind of, I guess, uh, follows up with that. Well, kind of. But I'm curious, what do you do as a voiceover artist to improve at your craft? 
coaching, coaching. Uh, my first ever voiceover coach was a guy. Shout out to Rodney Salisbury, the classic voice of Twix and Zatarans and a couple, couple other like major brands. Uh, once again, wifey was like, hey, babe, like, you have a great natural voice, but you be like, you don't be enunciating. You need to learn how to enunciate and use your diction better. And uh, and I bet, okay, if she, if she here, then let's get it. So um, ended up getting some coaching with Rodney and for literally, bro, like we would have like an hour coaching session. He would email me scripts and he'd be like, read it again. Okay, hit the emphasis on this point. Instead of saying that ain't like this, say it like this. Um, you need to pull back a little bit. Uh-uh. You, you got too much sales guy in your voice. Like pull, pull that back. And literally it was having somebody in my life to take me through the ringer and be like, uh, that's trash. You you can do a whole lot better. Give me what you got. Mm. And so that built in me a confidence where it's like, you know what? Like, whatever you throw at me in terms of a script, I know how to get through it because I know that, like, it's just a matter of figuring it out, right? So I would say, number one, coaching. <clears throat> I think number two, um, something that's really important to me, man, is um, in terms of different products that I take, especially most recently with audiobooks, is that I don't take any audiobook project that I do not believe in. Like, not doing no, you know, sex romance novel. Like, that's weird. That's my voice on the on the uh on the, the women's porn book it's like ah, that's that's kind of weird right and then of course i got a daughter so it's like yeah i don't i don't really want daddy's voice something like that but i find that like as a vo artist especially with longer projects the things that i connect to deeply um my delivery is just dope because it's like i really believe in what i'm reading not believe in what i'm saying you know what i'm saying so to the end listener that really connects because it's like oh wow like this author isn't actually narrated but like the person who they found and narrated it could be as if he was the actual author you know what i'm saying so that, that's going to really come across and so it's the reason why, like, as soon as Charles dropped that the, the book, Make Millions While You're Young, go get that right now. You know, send gumroad.com forward slash the top capital. What is it? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 inside money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. OKFA Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Top quality, unique, signature, fresh, trendy. Our shades provide significant UV light protection for eyes, and we have the best customer service around. The freshest and trendiest styles for both men and women. The finest shades to fit your style. Okiefa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Visit www.okiefashades.com. That's O-K-I-Y-E-F-A Shades.com. Or on IG or Facebook at Okiefa Shades. Or on Twitter at DJ Ebrock. Yeah, man. So like, as soon as they dropped, it's like, bro, let me get it. Ah, you know what I'm saying? And literally, I, I feel like I went in, I, I bought it. I didn't be like, hey, bro, send me that. It's like, I bought it. I invested in my brother. I went in, recorded. I think I turned around like the next day and the rest is history, man. So I, I feel like coaching and once you get to a certain point, only doing the things that you really believe in and that you rock with. Um, and I feel like that's contributed greatly to, to my success. Yeah. When I wrote that tweet, um, what I was talking about is how like certain projects lead to bigger projects. And it's interesting because I'm looking at Rakim's tweets and he's talking about like poverty and how poverty is traumatic. And I feel like some people who only have seen or experienced small money tend to do small money stuff. And so they don't even realize like the small money will allow you to grow into big money. They don't realize like the small projects will allow you to grow into big projects because they don't have that capacity to think that big. They don't think it's possible for them. 
And I think that's a mistake. And so it's like, I want people to know. You can hear me, Raphael? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I was like, I want people to know that, like, like do put put everything into everything that you're doing. And this is why I think that the conversation between, like, low ticket and high ticket, it's kind of, it's not, uh, I'm not a fan of it. Because I feel like the, the question is value. It's like, are you giving value? Is somebody feeling like they got their money's worth or sometimes more than their money's worth from their experience with you? And they should feel that way. And if they do feel that way, then they're going to become a champion for your brand. Then they're going to become somebody who's going to make sure that you eat very, very well. Um, I don't know what Donald the Voice was doing before he was working with me, but I can count on a lot of different hands. At least four or five podcasts that I know that he gets work from just based off of my referral. So one client turned into six, and I think that that's powerful. Oh, good, man. And so, Rakim, I mean, you, you you walked away from the job, and now you're writing for this big publication. So do good work. There's always money to be made. Like, you're a personification of that also. For sure, for sure. I, um... I actually just posted on Twitter. I did a podcast with Experian. Um, I didn't want to talk about it until they dropped the episode, but they dropped the episode today. And, uh, you know, that was a combination of what we're talking about here, but also uh, putting yourself out there. So, you know, Charles Blank, when you uh, swim in small ponds, you don't really kind of think bigger, right? Who am I to reach out to Experian, one of the largest credit bureaus, um, you know, the big three, and say, hey, I want to be on your podcast. That's what happened. And uh, when they reached out to me to interview me, it was just after I quit my job. So I was like, well, I did just quit my job. And they were like, wait, hold up. What? I want to hear this story. And so, of course, that's how the podcast happened. So um, that's up on YouTube right now. And they also have a podcast, I think, on Apple or somewhere else. But just to have that brand associated with my name now, like, I could throw that up on my bio, throw that up on my website. Like, I work with experience. And if you want to Google me, you'll see that. So um, definitely true to uh, to the statement. Do good work and uh, you'll get more, better, bigger work in the future. Mm. Charles, the oh, feedback. Right. I got a question. Um, and my question is, because I pulled this tweet up from Rakim's feed, and um, he says that, what does he say? Your trauma is tied to your economic status. You need to make decisions to survive. You buy ramen because it's affordable. You stash money because you never know what can happen. You're afraid to lose what you have because it's all you've got, and you are stuck. Can you expand on the whole poverty being trauma? Yeah, so uh, I grew up. My, my parents get mad at me when I say I grew up poor, so I'm not going to say I grew up poor. I grew up experiencing poverty in stints, um, and certainly during an impressionable period of time in my life that makes it seem like my whole life was lived that way. Um, you know, I talk about it in my TED Talk. I, I hand washed food. I, you know, boiled water to bathe. I, you know, emptied a cart of groceries out onto the conveyor belt only to have our food stamp card decline. So, like, those situations are all very traumatic, right? Especially the last one, right? Just think about how embarrassing it is to have a cart full of groceries in a line, a very busy line at a supermarket and everybody behind you standing there like, come on, like, hurry up. I'm trying to get on to my next thing. And your card is not working and you know mm. that no way to do that, right? If that happened to me now, I'd pull out another car and then I would, you know, get on the phone and bitch at whoever the company is that, why am I, why is my card declined? But in this instance, it was an issue of, well, there's no more food stamps on the card, right? And so am I responsible for taking all of these groceries off the conveyor belt and putting them back in the cart and returning them to the store? What I wow. ended up doing a lot of instances was pretending that I was going to go get another form of currency and come back and ask them to hold it on me they face in front of all the people that were in it behind knowing that I wasn't going to come back and they probably knew I wasn't going to come back and so situations like that I think that's one of many situations that a lot of people will be able to relate to um, situations like that traumatize you and that you start making decisions that says I don't ever want to experience that again so maybe instead of I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and he's like I know what the prices are like I check prices and I was like really? and I said I don't but as soon as I said that as soon as I let that 
escape. I was like, man, like my whole dynamic thing where I had to be conscious prices at one point in time. Now, if I want something, like I'm getting it, whatever the price was. And um, for me, the journey, you know, financial empowerment, financial education has been a discovery journey and addressing what those traumas look like up to and including quitting my job, right? If I still embrace this idea of scarcity, then I would have said, nope, I don't have it. I'm not going to be able to find this job that's feeding me. I'm just going to stick around and, and I'm in trouble. But I believe in myself enough to say, you know what? I matter. My mental health matters. My value matters. I'm doing a lot of good things out there. And so I'm out. Like, y'all don't see the value? I'm out. And uh, that's, that's really the space that I focus in. So that whole thread was really just uh, relating trauma and this idea of being a trauma to people's financial circumstances and that you have this learned helplessness that says, okay, I've never done better, so I can't do better. And we need to get away from that. Mm, man, that scarcity mindset, they say, like, shout out, first of all, shout out to all the black folks out there who've never seen, never had to experience poverty. Poverty. <laughs> um, I'm curious for Rakim if he had already, because I feel like when in order for you to really have confidence in your job such that you're unwilling to just like put up with their nonsense, you got to already have something going. Like it's tough to like have one source of income and also be kind of confident. So did you have other sources of income? And if so, what were those sources? I had, uh, I definitely had other sources of income, not anything that would replace the income that I was making from the job. I think where my confidence came in was my investment portfolio. So I have an, a six-figure investment portfolio and um, my credit. So, you know, on one credit card, I have a, a $70,000 limit. I have nine credit cards, right? My smallest limit is 5000 So if I needed to live off credit until I was able to replace my income, I could, right? Like I could replace my entire yearly salary on almost one credit card. Um, And so that's kind of the strategy, right? I don't want to dip into my investments per se. Like I shared this earlier. Um, When I quit, Apple was trading at around 130, 131. Um, I'm really heavy on Apple in my portfolio. Apple's trading around 145 right now. If I would have liquidated my portfolio at that particular point in time, I would have lost out on all the gains. Um, And so I think, you know, understanding how to use money as a tool, right? And not being afraid of what the interruption of income looks like or, you know, being in a rush to prioritize paying somebody else over making sure that I'm straight financially. You know, these these uh, bills could wait, right? <laughs> these bills could wait. And also understanding too, like what are the implications of that, right? People feel like, oh, if I'm a day late or if I'm two days late, it's a huge deal. And, you know, sure, you might get hit with a late fee, but you got 30 days until a negative report um, on your credit report. And so, you know, I'm sitting at close to 800 credit score right now. And I'm not worried because I'll pay the bill before the 30 days is up. Uh, but that, you know, that goes into prioritization of other things as well. So making sure that I'm straight, making sure that, you know, I got food, that, you know, all of my basic necessities are covered is the most important thing for me. And then also my personal brand, right? You did a lot of talking about that in the past. And, you know, that's a topic that I'm going to, con- you know, continuously revisit when I tell this story. I have a lot of big brands associated with my name. And so, you know, learning how to leverage those brands and monetize based off of those brands is what my focus is right now. So my confidence came from what I had already accomplished um, in terms of branding. It came from what I had already accomplished in terms of like building up a, fi- a financial portfolio, building up good credit, building up good access to credit. And then ultimately it was just like, well, what are you guys going to give me? Right. I already have my salary sitting in investment accounts. You know, what are you going to dangle in front of me? Right. <laughs> 
Mm, that's crazy. So we're not going back no time soon. That's the goal. Hopefully never. Hopefully never. I've been making moves. I've been, you know, looking at different options that are available, connecting with a lot of different people. LinkedIn is a life hack for anybody who's listening. LinkedIn is a life hack. Uh, I've been connecting with a lot of people on LinkedIn. Fortunately, my article for Business Insider went viral and a lot of people have reached out to me proactively just to say like, hey, I read your story. This was super dope. How can I help you? Right. I've gotten a lot of those. Um, and then people come with resources, right? Going back to the whole idea of you do good work. So I've done good work. Um, I have a good brand. I have a solid brand. I lead with authenticity and transparency. Um, nobody could say anything about me that I haven't already put out there um, because all of it's real. Like I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be somebody that I'm not. And, um, you know, that shows. That shows. Yeah. For the audience, the people in the chat, I believe there's some kind of a call-in feature if you guys want to call in and ask a question of us live or at least drop a question in the chat for us. So the question is, Raphael, mm-hmm. when, are you, when are you going to become a full-time entrepreneur? Because you're the only person on there that ain't, ain't full-time yet, man. What's going on? Yeah, that's right, right? <laughs> Uh, that's a damn. Is that even the goal though? Is that what you want? Yeah, but I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't focused on it. Like, so it's like it's more like in the back of my head. Like, yeah, that's what I want, but it's not, it's not a target. I haven't made it a goal, honestly. It's not really. Mm-hmm. Daniel's in the chat getting on me, man. I feel like the interesting thing about it, Raphael, is like it requires you to put yourself out there um, and be kind of vulnerable, be transparent, and and take what comes with that because sometimes it's not always good. But like, if you've seen like Donald, he put himself out there. Right Kim, he's been putting himself out there through publications. And so I think that you're getting there with the podcast. And as we begin to monetize this more and more, I think you'll start working towards that. But I think that's for people listening is like, you got to put yourself out there. And I don't know that employment really promotes that. When you're an employee, you're supposed to do your job. Like it's not your responsibility to bring in business, depending on what role you have in that business. But like, as you shift to entrepreneur, you got to be doing what Henry Amazon's doing. Like if you see this dude you can't not see Henry like he's <laughs> that much. And like, that's what it takes is you got to get to that level. You can't like even Daniel, when Daniel's on live, he got hive mind in the background. He got a hive mind tee mm-hmm. on. He's promoting, he's doing hive mind. And I think that's what it takes. And you got to kind of do those things before you take the leap. Like don't expect to like quit and then do those things. Mm-hmm. Like all like Rakim, he had his assets before he took the leap. Don had his clientele before he took the leap. And then you just do a, more of that once you have taken the leap. And then also other things start to reveal themselves. So there's opportunities that you never even thought would exist. They'll start to re- reveal themselves now that you are, are kind of free from the bondage of the nine to five. <laughs> Guys, I have a two thirty, so I'm gonna drop. But uh, it's been a it's been a pleasure. We and, appreciate uh, you, brother. I, I hope I hope to come back soon. Yeah, we are gonna get you on here with your own episode when you got your product ready to go. That product that you're working on. Yep. Ready Is it to ready go. to go? Is it ready no, to go? No, not yet. Not yet. All right, let us know when it's ready to go. We're gonna bring you back, brother. For sure. We appreciate you. All right. Have a good one, man. But what you said is true, man. What you just said, like I think that's a big part of it for me, like putting yourself out there, man, and like sharing yourself. With the world like 100 you got a lot of value man you got to just make sure that you continue to put it out there don what are your plans for the future where do you see your brand going no nah, i was just saying man like i i'm actually in process with that right now like if I, i'm giving it a buck giving it 100 i'm learning how to not just work in the business but really work on the business so you know recently i brought on one of my ex-students to help me edit you know what i'm saying because like man i'm gonna say I'm, I'm editing like three four hours a day on different things what else could i be doing you know what i'm saying um i dropped a course last year uh uh, on video editing, like how to how to edit promo videos, you know what I'm saying? Um, to Charles's point, um, I haven't been p- promoting that, you know what I'm saying, because I've been working like in the business and not on it, I've been able to have a chance of like to actually take a step back and let, look at everything. So I think right now I'm, I'm in a sweet spot because I'm seeing how like, wow, um, if I don't do this correctly in terms of scaling what I do, 
that's going to be non-existent because like for all intents and purposes and Donnie and David talked about this like weeks ago but but like it's this idea that like your business is your job like you at that nine to five mindset you pretty much like transported that now into your business so right now like that's what I'm working for right now like how to how to continue to share the nine to five mindset where it's like you take work or go or work and it's like no like how do you business things automate things so that you're still working but now the nature comes to like you're able to apply your thoughts you're able to like, kind of take a little preview of we talked chapter 95 chapter episode 93 coming out later on but Charles you talked about how um how it's important to implement you know like you implement then you refine as opposed to overthinking thinking and having ideas but you never pull the trigger and so I feel like I'm in a really beautiful mix of learning how to, again, do good work, you know what I'm saying, not not skimp on my work, but then pull back enough to where I can look at what I'm doing and be like, okay, I need to give up this client, or I need to increase my prices so that people, you know what I'm saying, like, all right, bro, I, I gotta bounce, and that really frees up my time more so that then I can really have time to pull back and think about those things. So I'm in the process of that right now, man. Honestly, Don, you definitely deserve to, re- to increase your prices on me because you do a lot. I'm like, man, you still charge me the same price. He's downloading the episode, editing the ep- episode, uploading the episode, writing the show notes. I'm like, this guy, he deserves to raise his prices on me. So well, we could just be fair. We could talk about that. Clients off of, uh, off, off of the work that we do, man. So that's, that's just a blessing to me, man. So we, we can talk about that. Talk about that. All right. Um, I was going to... I don't want to talk about that. 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 I was going to say... What happened? Can you negotiate for me, bro? I was going to say... He knows how much I pay you, so that ain't going to work. In terms of... And I don't know why you haven't added the little thing that you do at the end of tweet talk to the end of all my podcasts. Like, I feel offended that you aren't promoting yourself on my stuff, man. It's on, it's on August B's. Oh, it's there? Okay. Yeah. All right. Just check. Oh, yeah, it's there. All right. It's there because I get, I get inquiries and I've increased my prices since and I'm getting, I'm getting crickets, which is like, okay, I'm moving in the right direction because, yeah. <laughs> because I yeah. just be like, bro, bet, run it. Let's get it. And now it's like, all right, bro, I give it to you. I got to, um, I got to, <laughs> I got to so, yeah. talk to the wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say that in terms of like treating your business like a nine to five, I think that is truly a hack. Um, when I, when I don't do that and I'd like kind of part time it, I feel like I leave tasks that are unchecked. But if I sit down for a solid eight, nine hours and I just knock out everything and I circle back and re- retouch on everything, because I got a lot of projects. I have a loan out on the deal. I'm flipping the property. I'm finishing up. I got the truck working. I got the Turo working. I got the community working. I got the mastermind working. I got the courses going. I got a lot of stuff going. But like if I just sit down and just do the work, the work is done. Um, So I can definitely kind of agree with that. I have a question for you in terms of audio equipment. Um, how do you pick a microphone and like headphones to make sure that you're maximizing the quality of the audio for your podcast? Yeah. So my, my biggest thing, it's funny as I tweeted that um, morning recording space right. is always most important. Always. Um, so people are like, yo, Don, what mic should I get? So like if I was to take this camera off, you'll see like I'm, I'm recording like in our, in, in our home office. Right. And it probably sounds like I'm like in a, in a, in a padded room, but there's no, there's no sound treatment. But I've learned how to kind of work with what I have. So you can do certain things with your furniture to pretty much like enclose your sound and to make it sound closer, right? So my biggest thing is always like, yo, like in terms of where you record, for a podcast especially, as much as possible, never record in a really open room because you're going to get all of that echo bouncing off of the walls. You know what I'm saying? So 
right now, Charles, like I see, I see you're right here in the office. And, and so like the great thing that you have going right now is that you, you have the, the microphone set on what we call dynamic range, dynamic range, which is where you just have your actual voice going straight into the little caps of the microphone. That's number one. And you can you can do this with with any microphone you buy. You can do this with a twenty five dollar microphone. You can do it with a three thousand dollar microphone. Right. So um, my number one go to for a podcast microphone, I always recommend the, the Blue Yeti, which is what you what you have right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say uh, if you can try not to go USB. Right. Try to get an actual audio interface because with USB, whenever you plug into the, the actual laptop or your computer, a lot of times your microphone will pick up all of that electricity noise that's actually going in, you know what I'm saying, like into, into your actual um, computer machine, right? Wow. Okay. Um, if you can, uh, headphones are dope because you cut out on the echo bouncing out of your speakers back into the microphone that you're using, so it'll cut out that, that issue as well. Um, but... My thing is, yo, microphone, Blue Yeti. Honestly, I have clients who use their their doggone voice memo on their on on their iPhone, and that's and and, and that's dope as well. Um, in terms of mm. recording software, obviously, right now we're working on uh, Riverside FM. Shout out to Coach Chris. We appreciate the uh, the recommendation, um, but I also know that Adobe Audition is another one you can use. There's a free program called Audacity that you can download as well, but. Uh, there's a saying in my world, trash in, trash out. So if your audio going in is trash, we can we can clean it up as much as we can on, on this side of things. But if it's if it's trash going in, it's gonna be trash going out. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Blue Yeti Pro if you can, and if you can in terms of like an actual um, like a a podcast mic, try to go for a dynamic mic. Let me just like talk to you the microphone. Um, unless you're in like a sound, a sound treated room. Um, I know the microphone of choice for a lot of the bigger podcasts is the Shure SM7B, I think it is. It's the model number. But with that, you have to buy an audio interface. So if you have any questions, man, definitely definitely hit me up and I can I, I can walk you through it. You know, have it. Yep. I'm trying to go that live route. Um, yeah. Quick question. When you do a live podcast and then you mix it all together, is it a situation where you get your video and then you record your audio separately and then you mix them all together? Because yeah. that was one of the things I was trying to figure out, too. I was like, I don't see microphones being plugged into the camera. Yeah. I see microphones being plugged into something completely different. So we just record in the audio, make sure the audio is what it needs to be, and then just take pictures for the most part. We're just using the image at that point. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what you do is um, for every video source you have, on the camera, all cameras nowadays have an actual microphone embedded in the camera, right? So when you hit record, it's still recording audio, right? So that particular audio recorded to the video is being downloaded to your SD card or whatever the case is, right? But then whenever you take your actual audio source, you do go, you do go, go, go into an audio editing program or a video editing program, and you sync those based on whether the actual um, what the actual waveform is. That's why, like in, in, in movies, they always have that little clapper thing. It's like a goes like that right and it's meant to mark the minute marker or the second marker of whenever the audio and the video sources are, are all synced up together that's why mm. that's why they do that so a really cool mm. trick is whenever you're recording and you have video and audio you can do like a quick a, a quick clap so whenever it's time to sync it if you're doing video edits you have like a it's like a really a really long line on on, on the waveform that you can then sync up both your audio and and, and video source bars Whoa! Look at that, man. Blessings, blessings, and blessings. 
So you think your sneakers look good, huh? Check this out. <laughs> Even the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers. Can I get a holla holla? So how do you take your boring regular sneakers and convert them to unique dynamic sneakers that will stand out? Yo, that answer is easy. You need to g- g- get laced with Get Lace Shoelaces. Yes, yeah, Get Lace is a lifestyle shoelace retailer dedicated to inspiring customers through a unique combination of products, creativity, and cultural understanding. We just want you to upgrade your sneakers. So get laced. Visit GetLacedLaces.com or check us out on Instagram at GetLaced.com. Underscore Upgrade your sneakers with a black-owned business that provides international shipping, wholesale, custom, and fundraising options. Upgrade them sneakers, baby. He's a genius, man. Get yours today at GetLaceLaces.com. Premium sneakers need premium laces. Pure Body Company formulates an amazing range of emollients with shea butter at its base. Pure Body Co. focuses on providing all natural handcrafted products for all people. At shoppurebodyco.com, you'll find body butters and lip balms that are not only moisturizing, but none of our products contain preservative or even those unrecognizable chemicals. So if you're looking to keep your skin soft, visit shoppurebodyco.com. And remember to join PBC Perks to receive rewards as you shop. Did not know that. I was wondering what that was about. Yeah. That is cool. That that brings me to another tweet you had, Charles. Um, we, I mean, I got the Blue Yeti now. I got the uh, the enclosed headphones now, laptop and stuff. But we started this with uh, my cell phone and the Anchor app, and now we're here. So it's like we always say, get started, get fancy later. T-shirt available at tweettalkmerch.com. Get it now. But not to nullify anything you said, though. Like, get the best that you can get, you know, but do get started. Now, don't wait around for perfection. Charles, you said Jobs told you that you can't make money if you aren't perfect because they know perfect. Perfection is a standard you can't meet. They don't want to pay you, but they can't let race be the reason they don't pay you. Um, I always feel like I always feel like jobs always find a reason to hold you back. Like you want that next promotion, you want that raise, whatever you want. It's like, oh well, you know, blah blah blah. But like that standard was always based on like super lofty things. And I've seen multiple people that have experienced this. Probably more people than would like to to admit. Can you hear me? Because the sound kind of. Oh, you muted yourself. That's why. <laughs> And so um, I just had this thought process because, and actually I circled back. And so I circled back because I was thinking about my options course and I was like, all right, well, I've been just grinding, learning, studying so that I can become even better at teaching this whole concept of options trading, technical analysis, fundamental analysis. I've just been grinding. And so I've been in the lab watching YouTube videos. Every course I ever bought, I've just been watching it, reading books. Like I'm trying to get better for my people. And I was like, it's so interesting because when I released my course, like people were picking it apart for like one little thing. And I was like, that one little thing, they're trying to say, I didn't deserve any money at all, Raphael. They're like, bro, like Charles this, he telling people this. And I was like, that's crazy that they just completely disqualified me because of one mistake, which isn't even really a mistake. It's just an interpretation issue. And so I saw Anita, she had actually posted something and she said, I wish I could find this tweet. But essentially she was saying like, we hold each other. We think that people can't teach something if they don't know everything about everything or if they aren't perfect. And that's why we discard each other so easily. And I was like, that's crazy because we essentially hold each other to the standard that white America holds us to. But we don't realize the reason why they hold us to that standard is because they ain't really messing with us like that. Like on the grand scheme of things, like honestly, I love white people, man. Me and white folks will be kicking it. But I know that like in different envir- environments, people act differently. 
And so I just think it's interesting that we are so conditioned that we don't know that we're conditioned. We don't know that our conditions have been conditioned to realize that like, you don't got to be perfect, black man. And that's why the whole get started fancy, get fancy later thing is a liberator because a lot of us are like, yeah, man, I do it, but I don't got a half million dollars to start it. Yeah, I do it, but my camera is just an iPhone. I was honestly sitting here thinking, I was like, I want to get into in-person podcasts, but I don't have all the cool setups. But Earn Your Leisure didn't start with the cool setup. They ended up at the cool setup. So what makes me think I get to start where they are? No, I get to start with an iPhone too. And that's just the process. That's just the game. And so I bring this up because other people who are in entrepreneurship need to know you don't get to start off where I ended up. And I've said this before on this podcast, you don't get to start off at year five. You get to start off writing a blog every single day. You get to start off making a podcast every single week, making those connections, networking, doing what Henry's doing. You don't get to just skip the steps. It takes 18 years to become 18 years old. You don't get to just jump to 18 because you saw somebody who's 18 years old. And so that's all I was saying is like, I think we need to give each other more grace. I think we need to give each other who were new into entrepreneurship more grace because we don't got no budget, man. Ain't nobody wrote me a check and anybody about to write me a check and nobody about to write you a check, but we'd be holding each other to the have a check standard. Like, oh, well, this ain't Twitter. This ain't Facebook. This ain't Amazon. And, and neither of those companies really even started what they are now either. So give yourself some grace as an entrepreneur, knowing that you're going to work into this place. And quite honestly, even where we are now ain't really nothing because we just now ramping up and starting to kind of like get to where we need to go. Like this ain't even nothing. Like we need to be aiming at the B's, like the T's, all that kind of stuff, as opposed to just like getting like. And that's why I see some people who get kind of cocky and start like kind of do crazy stuff when they like touch a million. I'm like, it's folks out there with bills that are laughing at us, man. Like we over here dancing on a mill or two, acting like whatever, when there's way more money out there to get. And so we need to be collaborating. Like I don't, 11 million, it ain't nothing. It's people, it's average everyday people that we walk past that got more net worth than our most successful people. And our most successful people acting like they can't work with nobody. Like can't nobody tell them nothing. Like they got all the answers and we still in last place, even with a few of our millionaires. And so I just want us to realize like, we got to give each other grace and we got to know that like there's more to come. Um, now, I believe like you're you're absolutely right. Like you got 10 million. That's still a drop in the bucket in the grand scheme of things. But at the same time, like even if you got 100,000, like we, we we celebrate you here at Tweet Talk. But like, no, no kidding. If we, we want people to make progress in the right direction, no matter how small. And just keep taking steps. Well, see, that's not the thing. I'm not talking no, about. No, I'm, I'm not, not saying I'm you. I'm not saying you knocking anybody. No, right, was, right. And that, I want to make that known. It's like, I'm not saying that like, oh, you only got a hundred grand, you whack. I'm saying like, you don't get to get to a point financially and then start just swinging your dick around. Like, like, uh, excuse my language, but like, I've seen it. Like you go to certain sides of social media and I love it when I see, like, I just see people coming at people and I'm talking about Tony, the closer. And I'm like, <laughs> Tony, the closer is out here. He talking crazy at Jay Morrison. He talking crazy at him. 500. And then he's like, I'm a millionaire. I'm like, bro, like it's folks looking at you laughing, but you talking down on other people trying to bring somebody else down, standing on top of millions when there's so much more money to be made. And so like in, in that stance, that's all I'm saying. It's like we don't need that kind of energy. We don't need like just the it, it's not good for the culture. Right. But of course, they're going to celebrate you. Yeah. I mean, I, I was taking a, a kind of long way around to get into my point. But I know I know I know you were trying what you were trying to say. Um, But I was going to say, like, you know, if you if you got a million, two million, three million and you're going to try to stunt on everybody else because you got a couple million that that's kind of like that's like the, the, the black millionaire version of of stunting on, on people in the ghetto because you got the freshest J's, which is crazy. Like that's the millionaire version of, of stunting on broke people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
And what's the what's the sound effect, boy, that Rafael? So I can I, I can hit the little the, the little tweet. Uh, I think you don't have. I think I'm saying you have access, right? You don't have I'll, access. It's, it's okay. I'll do it in post. I got you. I'll do it in post. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's that's the millionaire. It's all love, man. It's all love. I just I just don't like the negative energy, man. That's all. I want us. To, I don't want us attacking each other. I don't want us hating on each other. I don't want us talking crazy to each other. Just like uh, y'all got to listen to Dr. Boyce if you don't listen to Dr. Boyce. A lot of my thoughts come from Dr. Boyce, but he was saying like, if you look at these like billion dollar companies and trillion dollar companies, and I think this is a part of why I got this idea from, it's like you look at these massive companies, they're ran by multiple people and all of them got millions. All of them got bread. And so he was saying like, we struggle because we are lobbing stink bombs at each other and we don't realize now we got to struggle independently. When And I tell people like, if you got a million, he got a million, what can you guys build together? But we're over here on Millionaire Island acting like we accomplished something. We could be, we could be building Billionaire Island and impacting everybody. Like, it's not cool just to have token millionaires. Like, the goal of entrepreneurship wasn't just to be, like, the entrepreneur version of LeBron James. Like, no, the goals of entrepreneurship is all the derivative things that fall from entrepreneurship. Jobs, community, health, safety, all those different things that derive when you control your economy. And then that's a billionaire earn together as a goal. That's right. Hive mind. Yeah, that's been that's been one of the one of the dopest things sitting where I'm sitting, um, working on Tweet Talk podcasts. It's like I've seen the evolution of Raphael Husbands. And I told I, I tell you this recently, Ralph was I was like, bro, like, I'm proud of you because like I've seen your evolution from like literally kind of like jumping in and jumping out and not talking too much you kind of say your little point jump back out to now like having your own thoughts you know what i'm saying like now like merch you know what i'm saying like putting putting out the, the don't be a little a little b book get that you know what i'm saying com forward slash tweet talk is it tweet talk i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just i'm just throwing out links but but about to rewrite that okay that's but that's been dope man because it's like even whenever charles was trying to put a little bit a little bit of pressure on you earlier but like hey bro when you're leaving it's been dope to see two black men like really rock with each other irregardless of what each other is doing but like the support is just like so heavy it's so heavy man and so for me, as a black man, having worked in upper middle class white America most of my life and coming away from that, um, I didn't know what I was missing, man. And so podcasts like this, working with, with, with other brothers have been a, a breath of fresh air because it's like, wow, like we really can like get to it. And sadly, I feel like my um, my biggest month was in June of 2020. It was it June or July, something like that. And I began to kind of like look at like what was happening like in the, in the news cycle, what was going on like around time. And it's like, wow. That was kind of like the height of all the social turmoil. It's kind of, I feel like right, right, right around that time is whenever um, the brother got killed. Was it was it like May? George Floyd. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that was that May? I don't know when it was. But there's so much going on, man. The amount of new black podcasters that would, that would hit me up, all your books talking about black identity and black pride and black economics, like like I, I had. So for me, as a former teacher, like that was my first ten thousand dollar month in business, and I'm like, yo, I just like I just made in one month of what I what would have made in like a, a quarter of a year. You know what I'm saying, or or, or less than that. You know what I'm saying. And it's like to be able to see brothers who are really like at this point building and asking hard questions, but providing value to the culture, man, is dope. So I just I just get both of y'all brothers, y'all, y'all's flowers, man, because like I've seen it from afar and close up of how y'all rock with each other, man. So tweet talk podcast till whenever. You know what I'm saying? So y'all, <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of y'all brothers, man. Keep it up for sure. Thank you. We appreciate you, brother. 100%. You've been on the train since early. And Dale in the chat has been on the train since early. There's a few people in here that's been rocking with us from the, the beginning or close to the beginning, man. We appreciate all y'all. And if anybody has any questions, I want to check out this call-in feature, man. I want somebody to call in. We got 10 people. We got 10 people in the audience right now. Yeah, it looks like all you have to do is just tap it and you can get in. Lance in the building. 
Lawson. <laughs> oh, snap. Lance is in here. He must have got, came in for the tweet. That's so funny because Daniel always refers to like Lance um, as like a pronoun. He was like, where's your Lance? And so we got Lance and Daniel in the same chat. Man, such a small world. Shout out to social media. Yeah, the integrator. Man. And Charles, you had a tweet. You said people don't understand business. They only understand broke. So they make broke people comments about your business strategy. I'm happy you asked me about this because I was on face I was on Instagram and call me 100k posted that he was running a sale and he was re- he was running a sale at like $25 a pop. And somebody commented and they're like, "Oh, you must not be making no money cuz you over here just trying to get a few sales." And he screenshot that he made like 7500 in a week. And I was like, "People don't get it, man." I was like, "I blew up when I made my stuff affordable. The same content that I was trying to sell for $400, $500, $1,000, I charge $54 and I make a million dollars. And so the thing is, is I think that people, when they go into business, they think maybe with the consumer mind. And so they think that what rich people are buying is what rich people are selling. And I think that is so important because I tell people like, sell what makes sense and buy what you like. And so people think that like Mercedes makes more money than Toyota. I looked at the market cap. The market cap for Mercedes Daimler Chrysler Group is 92 billion. The market cap for Toyota is 292 billion. I'm more concerned with the value of my company than the price of my product. A lot of people think that the value from their business is in their price. No, the value in your business is in your total sales. I said, look at the big number. What's the big number? You got somebody out there selling a product for a thousand, whatever they're selling it for. And I sell my product for 50 bucks and I made $7,000 on the 4th of July, one day, affordable product. And I was sold. I was sold. And so I think that the thing is, is if we don't understand business, we make misconceptions and then we start making opinions based off of the misconceptions and the misinformation that we're, that we're taking in. Affordable is the solution. If you look at the Forbes list, the dude who owns Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy, he owns a, a bunch of brands. He's only one dude, but Walmart has four or five people up there. Amazon got their start by being affordable. They sell you this stuff affordably. He's the most successful person on the Forbes list. Jeff or Elon Musk. Yeah, he had a company that he started out with a high dollar price. You don't make it to number two on the Forbes until you start selling $30,000 cars that are accessible, accessible to everybody. Why is this important? It's important. And I was telling Donnie Wiggins this is if you sell an affordable product, high ticket, high ticket people can buy it and so can low ticket people. But if you sell only a high ticket product, then you can only sell to the high end. So do you want 10% of the market or do you want 100% of the market? <laughs> I want 100% of the market. I'd rather 10x that than be like, oh, well, you know, high ticket, high ticket, high ticket. I think in a lot of instances we go high ticket because we don't want to work. We're like, you know what? If I can just get 10 sales, that'd be cool instead of trying to get a thousand sales. And so I just, I think that we need to study and understand business and also not question successful business people. If I see somebody who's successful in business, I don't ask no questions. I just be marching. You say jump, I say how high. Because you've seen something I haven't seen. You know something I don't know. I'm not over here trying to go back and forth with nobody who has more money than me, especially if I can consider them actually giving me valuable game. And so that was kind of my thought on that tweet. We do have a question here from Ricky Anderson. He says, what are you doing right now that's currently working the best for your brand? And I'm assuming he's directing that to, to Charles. Well, let me jump in with that one first, and then then you could do it, Donald, and then we're going to finish up with Charles. Right. So if Don is killing it, Raphael's killing it, you know? Don't I'll, make this, I'll make this quick. What's currently working best for me and mine is, uh, kind of like Charles will say this all the time. He's been saying this for a long time. It's like being everywhere, being omnipresent, man. Hit all the platforms and 10X everything. Like, Charles is like the black Grant Cardone. Like, 10X everything. Change and change hit my name to that. Hit every platform and just 
just beat everything to death, man. That's 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 what it is. Like I know when the more consistent I am, the better everything just works. That's uh, all yeah, I mine, mine is similar to that, Raphael. Um, I'm learning how to say yes more. And as people would say, you know what I'm saying, on the block, I'm coming outside more. Like I'm I'm usually got kinda like back in the back in the cut, doing doing this thing kinda behind behind the curtain. But I'm sitting there like the more I become vocal, like whenever you 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 you, you hit me up the other night, like, hey bro, Charles wants you to hop on. I was like, dang, it's dinner time. But hit me like I like when it's another opportunity, I got you, and here we are. So I think for me, I'm seeing how I have to become seen more because um and being seen more, that's my version of being omnipresent. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm omnipresent already, like with my voice, you know what I'm saying? Being, being in different spots. But I think when people can connect like an actual person with mm-hmm. the voice, that's going to really help me out a lot because then it's like, oh, like Donald is more than just like a VO guy. Like he actually, he actually can talk. He don't just read. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I look forward to that. Wait, before you answer, before you answer, Charles, let me hit this thing is see if you get audio. What's up, Ricky? Master he already, member. He already got the merch. No, yeah, yeah. And no, no, look, look. So this the this is actually somebody from it's called Trap. But you know, it's it's actually it actually stand for my initials. And I was like, man, I could just rock their stuff. I'm from the this gonna stand for my initials of, of the pot I just rock rock they merch, you know? And um um Raphael said use the call in feature. So I was just at the answer on you guys in because it's a, it's a call in. Once you call in, then I pop up. So that's how the that's how the call in work. Yeah, yeah, we see it now. So you wanna answer that, Chun Charles? What's worked best oh. for your brand? You know, my brand is going through different stages right now. Um, so I would say at this at this moment, because I mean, last year was something completely different in terms of what's working. Like what worked last year was the testimonials. It's just continuing to just hit people over the head with testimony after testimonial after testimonial after testimonial after testimonial. Like people might think that you're annoying, but to some people, they just can't get enough. And so I would say like that last year, that's what I was doing. Somebody told me they're like, yeah, like when I started seeing all the testimonials of everybody who was just doing great things like that made me buy in. And so that was one thing that I did. I think now, just this most recent week, which I think was a huge win, is just up in the ante and doing more work. Because a lot of times we get sold this idea of like passive income and making money for doing nothing. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm putting enough energy into the things that I'm building. And so they put more energy into them. And so we did four masterminds in a week. And I think we had a fantastic week. Like not only were the people there, we're seeing results, we're reading, we're growing. And so like that was just like huge for me. And then also releasing my high ticket item and then doing it, even though like sometimes I don't feel qualified. It's crazy. It's like sometimes I don't feel qualified to even do some of the things I'm doing because now I'm doing one on one handholding, getting somebody to success, which is way different, way different than me just doing it. And so I'm having to spin on the fly. I'm having to educate myself more, get deep in the lab. And so, you know, I think that just committing to what I have going on and increasing the activity, I, I can't really say too many things are just like, that's the secret sauce right now, but there have been certain sauces that I've applied. <laughs> cool. You good, Ricky? Yeah, I'm good. I wanted to say to your point to where somebody coming at, um, coming at Kev, right? This is how it works. You said this best. Um, when it's a sale on clothes, you run to the store to go buy. But when it's a sale on the stock market, people think it's a scam. So I actually buy the courses that's low. And it's like somebody scammed me. But when I see a course that's low, I'm like, I got to grab this course because it, it, it got to be like, I feel like I'm going to make the money back by buying. Like me and my fiance just bought some ebooks. We could resell. So I'm like, man, these for the ebooks, we can repackage it and I'm going to make my money back. And I, so 
<laughs> it's just, it's just, it's like the mindset. Like I look at stuff different and to my, I'm reading more. I'm actually taking ownership of more stuff and I'm looking at everything as what can I do? Okay. This didn't work for that person. You know, successful, uh, based off the book we read, things happen for you. You know, uh, if you're a victim, it's happened to you. So it's like, I'm, I'm not a victim. So success is going to happen because, you know, the luckiest people take action. So I want to be, I want to get lucky. So I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm make sure like I'm all over the place. So, you know, just basically everything I hear from the mastermind and from each podcast, I'm taking like, you know, um, just started get fancy later. We love it, Rick. We love it, Rick. All right. We're going to tap you out real quick. Appreciate it though. I was thinking, I was like, man, the government going to try to get me because all I'll be doing is just trying to help my people, man. I was like, we, <laughs> that's all we doing is building successful business owners. And I just see it. Man, we see Noble Supply. He he launched his brush, then he launched his merch, then he launched his digital product. Mm-hmm. I'm over here like, Don, when, when's your products coming, man? When's your podcast product coming? When's your voice product coming? When is that coming, man? Because the streets need it. Hey, man, cra- crazy thing is, uh, Noble Supply hit me, hit me yesterday. R- Ryan, right? Yeah, yeah Ryan, Ryan yeah, Minkus. Yeah, yeah, he hit me, hit me. Like, hey, bro. Let's connect, man. Uh, I need some stuff. And then he hit, he hit me up, man. We, we we just talked this yesterday. So that's why Charles Oglesby's price is going to stay his price. He could, he could send a tip <laughs> or a blessing whatever the case is. But it's like, <laughs> and, I mean, same thing with Raphael. It's like, you know, hey, bro, I heard you on my podcast. So that's why, like, it's so important, man, that I need. It's always like, just give it away, man. Like, give it away. And so what's that? That's in the form of, you know, Discounting your course or whatever the case, I mean, like, give it away because, like, it's it's gonna come back. So, my answer to your question, Charles, is um, crazy thing is, I've actually been working on uh, I won't call it a course per se, but I've been working through this idea of teaching people the skill of voiceover. Um, but the only thing is this, bro, that I hate about the voiceover game is that you do have a lot of coaches, and I, I just think it's a thing with entrepreneurship and business, but you have a lot of coaches, voiceover coaches, voiceover people who sell people the dream of getting like the big job, you know, NBC and ABC and da da da. You can be this voice, whatever. But I'm like, yo, like that's like a fraction of a percent, a fraction of a, of 1% of people like who have those particular voiceover gigs. And then at that, you're always on call. So that's like, that's a job again, right? Um, it's a nice, it's a dope job where you can pay seven, six, seven figures, high six and seven figures, right? To be on a, on a network promo type of, type of deal. But I've been working through this concept of um, what would it look like to take everyday people to monetize uh, their voice. Uh, so whether that's doing voiceover, whether that's doing podcasts, um, whether that's narrating children's books, whatever the case is. So I'm just kind of working through the, the details right now. And um, I, um, I'll, I'm going to be paying for the, the uh, Todd Capital Mastermind because I need that accountability in my life. So I'm going to come back. Let's get it. I mean, I'm yeah, we need we're building this, move, man. <laughs> hey, man. Don said he's joining. Anthony Hartzog said he's joining. You know, Anthony Hartzog is a beast. He's probably watching this or he will listen to it. So it's like we're doing nothing but growing, man. I was going to say um, everything that you do is a product. Like, if you look at it that way, because I'm just like, man, if you teach somebody how to edit their podcast, that's a product. If you teach somebody how to, like, everything you do, Raphael, what you do is a product. And so I don't know who said this, but they said there's more money in what you know than what you do. And so you might have clients who have dedicated themselves to working with you, but imagine all the people who maybe don't want to pay you per episode, but they'll pay you one time to learn how to do it themselves. And so that might be hundreds of thousands of people, thousands of people. That's a half million dollars if you sell it at 50 bucks, right? 50 times however many people, like that's bread right there. 
And so I just want to empower people to know that what's in their mind is worth a lot more than the time that they use to apply what's in their mind, right? Recorded once, get paid forever. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to stay on as the as a as a producer, but I'm I'm off as a guest because you didn't give me my homework. So I'm, <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate you, you man. You Thank you. Going, Absolutely. <laughs> All right, brother. We love you, man. Hey, man. Love you guys too. I'm really, really proud of you guys. I'm in there from the bottom of my heart. So uh, I'm about to hit this this subscribe mastermind link right now, Charles. Okay. Yeah, right. I just dropped it in the chat. I just dropped the mastermind chat okay. in the chat. All right, I'm out. Man, I'm trying to get more Thai capital polos, Raphael. I think that's my lane. I think that's that's something about. To, I'm just gonna order more just like these because I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, I got these. I need to switch them up. I need to do something different. But no, I just gotta just double down on my polos. And the more people who want to buy them, the more they see me wearing them. I prefer the black ones with the gold. But that's kind of I think where I want to go, man. I want to just stay here and my little tweet, my little Thai capital polos, and then sell those and just have that uniform because that uniform matters. The uniform is the brand. Yeah. Um, and we we had, if you're thinking about joining, we just had on Coach Chris the other day talking about uh, personal branding and he talks about how you dress too as part of your personal brand, how people see you, man. Because when people, if you all, if you always wear a polo and it's buttoned up to your neck all the way up, people expect you, if they see you in a t-shirt, they think something wrong. Yeah. They will notice right away. So like, you sick? Like, you know, get your brand right. Get your brand together, brother. I was um I was at the Circular CEOs conference and I was walking and somebody's like Todd is that you? It was like we know because you always got on a blue suit. <laughs> and I was blue like, suit, brown funny. shoes, blue suit, like, brown shoes. But the cool thing about it is I tell people like everything I do is kind of selfish because like in terms of the mastermind I be getting game. I'll be over here like sharing the game and like I'll be leveling up. Like we read a book they said go to conferences. I've been at conferences. We read the book. We had the meeting where Chris said, make sure you have a uniform. I'll be in a uniform. I'm like, I might want to wear Ralph Lauren, but Ralph Lauren ain't paying my bills. So therefore, if I'm putting on a polo shirt, it's going to be Thai Capital. And I'm thinking about instead of like taking the Thai Capital off of it and just having like this. So I was like, move that there, like, boom, like a little fly type deal. So you see it, you see it. And so like. Nah, man, because then people don't know what it is. But what my point is, is like doing is so important, whether you're helping, whether you are participating, that the success is in the do. And so like I just I built something and it's been building me up. It's been improving my business. It's been pushing me to the next level. And so that's why I want people to do more, build more and be more. If you do not have a digital product, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> every every single one of you guys have a digital product inside of you and you don't even have to even release it. You could just have your pre-sale. You can get five sales in a day like Brandy did. And as she continues to promote and advertise that thing, she's going to promote and advertise her freedom. I've seen so many people make life-changing money through digital products, but they're also helping their community. And so it's like, it's kind of selfish to keep your product inside of you. It's like, do you care about your community as much as you protest? Do you? Because if you did, you, you put something together to help them level up their life. You put something together to help them pay off their student loans. You put something together to help them take care of their family. Like if, if you really care, I mean, voting for Joe Biden, if that's what you think is going to save your community, whatevs. But vote for Joe Biden and also build something. <laughs> Don't just be out here just voting, all right? Vote and build at the same time. Right, because the building will set us free, man. I mean, just having a job ain't going to do it. We not, what's up, Tokes? Tokes is in the building. Um, not to knock the jobs, but jobs alone, having a job alone is not going to do it because a job is going to pigeonhole you into a little spot anyway, in a corner. Yeah, I'm working on I'm working on the Mastermind shirt. I'm waiting for that to- logo back. Tokes just joined the Mastermind. He's the resident credit expert, and he's also going to be launching his credit business. So we're just going to be f- feeding him. We're going to push him to, to put his stuff out there, get him some clients because people want to work with you. People... 
have questions. That's cool. You know what's funny? I was gonna say when Donald was still on, like, and you mentioned Anthony Hartsog. Like, Anthony Hartsog is like a cool dude. Like, being likable is a is, is a success hack too. Like, people just want to like Anthony is just a cool dude, man. That you just want to work with. Like, nice and mellow, no problems. Like, Donald's a cool dude. It's like these people people are easy to work with, man. Like, yeah, I mean, you're not easy to work with. Nobody want to work with you. No matter how much money you bring to the table, man. Am I easy to work with, Raphael? Yeah, you. <laughs> You, yeah, for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. I be wilding, man. I'm, probably, I'm trying to, you know, I be wilding, but I feel like my energy on my wild side is actually what translates into, like, the success side. So, like, my wife be like, you extra. But, like, you know, you just got to take the good with the bad, man. You know, Raphael, you got to take the good part of me with the bad part of me. Yeah, man. It's mostly good, brother. Um, And even the bad <laughs> is not so bad. It's just sometimes you hard to hold down for conversation. Oh, man. But it's all good. Um, Dale says we need to bring Todd to DFW for a conference. Actually, Charles is already going to be I'm in going Dallas. To Dallas twice. I'll be in Dallas twice, man. I'll be there for the classy yes. climb, and then I'll also be back there for uh, the hive mind. Yeah, hive mind. So I'll be there twice. Daniel, can, do you have a link for the for the hive mind conference, Daniel? They could drop in, in the chat. Man, we go and we're gonna be in Arkansas next week, and it's gonna be lit. I'm trying to figure out if I should get the presidential suite so we can have a little like function, you know, or if we shouldn't have a function. I don't know because they're gonna be doing dinners, but I'm like after the dinner, you might want to kick it but i don't want to get the suite and then nobody uses the suite so i'm gonna i'm gonna have to contact henry and see what they want to do about that one but okay. jason said a job is a bank for your entrepreneur efforts thoughts on that Raphael? thoughts yeah because i was saying like how they put you in a little corner like it's like they lock you up in that vault and the funny that jason said that because i was gonna say this too before you even drop the comment jason is my boxing coach oh really yeah but his real quote-unquote real job his nine to five is i believe jason correct me if i'm wrong he's like a stockbroker he works in finance now he works in finance he does he, he he does business on the site as i mean boxing on the site as a business teaching people he doesn't charge crazy or oh, payroll tax he said so he works in finance he does boxing on the side as a business. He doesn't charge people crazy rates. But he also does photography and videography on the side. There is no job that you can get that will allow you to combine all those talents in one. None. No matter how much it pays. No matter how much freedom you supposedly have. There's none. Only entrepreneurship can bring you that. Only entrepreneurship can bring you that. My man got talent. Only entrepreneurship can do that for you. Entrepreneurship is this new civil rights. We should put that on a shirt too. I just want to put everything on a shirt. Um... <laughs> Also, if you guys haven't listened to the George Ace Champong episode, he talked about how he was able to build his t-shirt business into like, I think almost a seven-figure business. He made like a $10,000 investment. He got a 2,500% return. I don't know what the math on that is, but I know it's a lot. I know if you take 10,000, you multiply it times whatever, it might be like, maybe like 25, but it's not even 25 multiplied because you have compound. He just did well, so... Yeah, man. You know, I'm real ugly right now, but I got a haircut appointment in 30 minutes. Y'all going to see it on the Instagram uh, stories. So you'll see that I'm not ugly because right so now it's just looking real, real struggling. We're going to wrap it up soon. But Yusuf, I saw you were calling in before. Uh, it looks like you hung up before I could tag you in. If you want to call back real quick, be down to answer another question. Like Charles, you said, they loved me when I was stuck and they hated when I departed. I go, I go and get, get it, it regardless. You know who said that? Is that currency? Meek Mill. Meek Mill. I feel like people listen to that Dreams and Nightmare and they just skip all the bars just to get to the, <laughs> hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was, they just want to turn up. They, he gave you the whole, the, everything that leads up to that part is bars, 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 bars. Like Meek Mill be spinning them bars. A lot of us go through the same thing. 
And I just tell people, like, I noticed that, like, I didn't really create real enemy enemies until I came up. And I was, I was on, I was on, uh, I was on, on Instagram yesterday and I came across Bees' page and Bees was interviewing somebody who was coming from my head. And I was looking at his page and like, Instagram is different than Twitter. And I was like, bro, like, like, I don't know, like, I don't know to really say it in the most politically correct way. But basically what I was saying, like, I just feel like it's unfortunate, but like haters, it's just haters and you got to still go and get it. And I think that's why I took it. It's like, they love me when I was stuck. Like people love you when you don't got it. And like, unfortunately, like I know people who like, when I started kind of stepping out of it, they like distance themselves, which I think is a mistake. I think that's a mistake because my, my whole motto has always been culture first. Give. I've always been a giver, always been a giver. I remember one time when we were in college and um, I was working a full-time job and in college at a full-time job no bills i was balling and we went out to dinner and i took care of the whole tab and i was like 20 and i was like i've always just been a giver like if i got it you got it if i got it i'm don't worry about it man and so basically on the other side of that tweet is like you still got to go and get it it's, it's not that deep but i just love the fact that like sometimes rappers can say what you feel <laughs> sometimes rappers can say what you feel so that's why i tweeted that mm, yeah man People will promise you everything to get their hands on your money. That's what you said, too. Man, I have a contractor. He sent me a contract on this loan that I'm doing. And if you look at the contract, it's like, we're going to send you updates on this, 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 this. We'll send you a video walkthrough. We'll send you pictures on Fridays. And I sent him a text. I was like, y'all ain't done none of the stuff you said you're supposed to do. I was supposed to get pictures every Friday. We two, we two months into the deal. I've gotten, I've gotten nothing. And so I was, I was kind of concerned. He didn't respond yesterday when I sent him a text. He didn't respond this day when I sent him a text. And that was a big part of the reason why I said that if, if you F me on the small deal, you don't get the big deal. And so the contractor who's doing the $20,000 job didn't get the $100,000 job that I'm doing. I'm literally doing a $100,000 flip right now. And I didn't call him. I didn't call him because he effed up with me on the small money. And so I used to have conversation. I mean, I still do have conversations with Rashana Scott pretty frequently. And she was telling me about how like one of her potential investors had gave her like a little bit of money just to test her out. And so people don't realize like just because you're working on small stuff, that might just be the test. That They might just be trying to see if you can even handle it because if you can't handle the small, why, why would I give you the big? If you can't do all these details in the small, why would I give you the big? And so I deal with a lot of these things in business, um, unfortunately, but I tell people like rock with it because the long term is way better than the small term. If you rock with me now, I guarantee we're going to eat because that's all. I, I'm not a selfish person. I'm not like I if you invest in me, I'm going to make sure that you get back your return. Even even Lance, like I don't pay Lance a ton of money, but Lance rock with me so long. It didn't charge me that I feel obligated to put him on payroll. So I got to make sure he, he's fed. I got to. I have to. I can't do things and not take care of Lance. And so like. Lance has defended me when people said crazy stuff and all that. And so like, that's why I was like, as soon as the opportunity came for me to put him in place to make some money, I wanted to make sure he was there. And so the goal, even what he's making now, the goal is just to make that. The goal is like, bro, we get this flip done, boom, bonus. What's the next deal? You got to keep people motivated and you got to make sure that people eat. And so like, that's my thing. And that's what I try to tell people is like, when you get around, stay around, you'll be rewarded because you don't build a billion dollar company with one billionaire. And that's it. Like, it's just a billionaire and everybody else is poor. Like that's our perception of um, capitalism, unfortunately, because that's how capitalism has taught us. And so Rakim Sabri, he posted something. He was saying like, is capitalism like the solution for black people? And my answer is like intelligent capitalism is the solution for black people. We got to do things that benefit all of us. So we need our own economy, but we don't need to exploit people at the bottom. So it has to be this sort of like socialistic capitalism or equitable capitalism where 
we can go to the market, we can we can bring products to market, but we can also make sure that our people are being exploited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up because you know my brother gotta go get his hair cut. Yeah, and my my food is supposed to be here, but it's like they're saying it's gonna be here at twelve forty. I needed it here at now. <laughs> I guess your, I'll just leave it here. Isn't your appointment at like twelve forty five? Yeah, they wilding out. But I just hop on a scooter and down to that. I just hop on a scooter, be like, Ju-ju. I get to the the barbershop's two two blocks from here. That's the dope part about downtown LA is everything is walking distance. I got a salad place downstairs. I got a mall over there. I got a Macy's over there. I got a Target over there. I got Staples Center down there. I got any restaurant that you could ever think of. Um, that's what makes downtown LA what it is. And so, you know, hopefully I can get my place in downtown LA. If I work hard and believe in myself, I can have a place in downtown LA and also have a house in the Inland Empire, man. Who does that? People mm. who get value and people who help people. So if you don't take nothing else from me, go help somebody and go give value and be affordable with your prices. My name is Charles Oglesby, also known as Todd Millionaire. Take him out, Raphael. Yep, yep, yep. I was going to bring back the Black Billionaire Banter segment, but we're going to do that the next episode because this one ran kind of long. But yeah, wrapping this one up. Uh, by the way, the people in the audience, don't 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 leave the chat yet. We're going to talk for a minute or two after we finish the recording. But we appreciate everybody in the, in the audience. We appreciate everybody that listens to the recordings afterwards. Love all y'all, man. Uh, especially like all of y'all especially the ones from the beginning the ones that, you, that, are, that listen from overseas I got a DM from a brother that's in the UK uh, a couple weeks ago say he's in university studying economics and he just loved the show man you know you appreciate hearing that kind of stuff man so rock with us uh subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed already subscribe to the youtube channel uh drop that link sooner or later i'm going live right now if anybody's actually watching the youtube live right now i apologize for ignoring y'all i i'm not even sure to monitor that stuff i've never done it before but anyway follow us on twitter at tweet talk pod pod uh follow charles on twitter at real todd billion follow myself Raphael, on twitter at work money life follow us on on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast. Follow Charles on Instagram at Todd Billion and Todd Capital at Todd.Capital. Um, shout out to all the, the sponsors, uh, Pure Body Company, Oki Effiches, Get Lace Laces. I know we uh, get that product, black owned, you know. Um, until the next episode, and get your merch at tweettalkmerch.com, tweettalkmerch.com. To get started, get fancy later shirt, sure, sure. Get three of them. Why not? We got colors now. We got colors now. But thank you all for joining us. Raphael and Charles, we are out. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this is Donald the Voice, the official podcast editor and producer of the Tweet Talk podcast, featuring, of course, Charles Oglesby and the man Raphael Husbands. And look, man, if you just listen to this episode, then you know exactly what I'm capable of. You know my swag, you know what I can do. And so, without any further ado, I kind of want to give you a special offer for Tweet Talk podcast episode listeners. And here's what it is head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you have podcasts or video editing needs, let's talk. And of course, I'm give you a real, real nice deal. But you have to mention that you're a Tweet Talk podcast listener. And this offer isn't going to last forever. So if you're on social media or you have a business or you got something going on to where you need somebody to edit and produce your content, come and holla at your boy. And I promise to take care of you, our dedicated listener to the Tweet Talk podcast. Again, head over to DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page and let's have a little conversation. Okay, back to your day, your evening, your morning, whatever's going on. Peace.